So you're Rose Thornberry. Yes. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. some of your music and you sound very soulful thank you yeah could you tell us how you got started so i have been in music since i was like eight i think i was in choir in school um i just love singing um when i was younger uh a lot of times I felt like the odd one out. So whenever I sang or whenever I listened to music, I always felt like, I don't know how to explain. I felt like I was in my own world. So yeah. like ever since I was a young age, I was just in love with music and love with singing. But my problem was, is that I had really bad stage fright until I was about like 12, 13, maybe 14, um, where I would just be like completely debilitated, like on stage or even if I have a solo, even if I don't have a solo, I just get like stage fright if I have to sing, had to sing in front of people. So um, I overcame that. And then I started in high school, I started to do choir again and started to actually get my confidence in music. I had like the best choir teacher um, ever, um, grateful for her. And then I started doing like, talent shows when I was a sophomore and junior in high school. And then from there, um, I started to kind of experiment with music more and more, especially when I got into my older years. Um, and I was able to, and be, and I'm grateful for it, to meet a group of people that are from here, Detroit, um, that showed me kind of the introduction of how to be an artist and how to kind of fine tune your voice and fine tune your sound. And like, I'm still meeting new people that are teaching me. I love meeting new people that teach me stuff. Yeah. So um, I've been grateful to like meet a bunch of people and like kind of just be like a sponge and like absorb everything and learn everything and then kind of apply it to um, my own music. So in 2019, I dropped my first ever like cover as my uh, as an artist um and then from there in 2020 i dropped um a few singles and then in 2021 i dropped my first ep and then uh, i dropped a couple singles in between those and then now i'm making my debut album and that's what my recent um single which is called energy um is for Energy released probably like two weeks now, two weeks ago. And then the album release date is to be determined, but it's very soon. So okay. yeah, that's like kind of summed up. I could go way longer because I like to rant about stuff. Um, I like to talk about stuff. 
especially people's journeys and, and all that. But um, yeah, that's pretty much my journey as an artist in a nutshell, I guess you could say. Okay, so you said you're from Detroit. How is the mm-hmm. music scene there locally right now? That's a good question. Um, it depends on where you go. Yeah. So it's gotten more diverse in the sound um, as far as more people doing more things that are actually rooted back to Motown and rooted back to soul and like R&B and stuff like that. Yeah. But they're making it their own now. So now it's like more diverse in the sound. Um, you know, you have your classic like Detroit um rap you have your underground hip-hop you have your r&b you have your pop you have your house you have like your um your edm you have your you know there's a lot of facets in the detroit um scene but um i'd say as far as like a community we're getting better as far as supporting people each other um but it still could get better i feel like that's a lot of times in the music industry people are not quick to support one another. So yeah. it's not really, um, you know, surprising that people act the way they act sometimes. I don't get surprised when people, when I see people do like the weirdest things, the most snaky, I guess you could say things. Um, but all in all, I was able to find like a community of people that support me. And I think that's all that matters. I don't think everyone needs to support you. It would be nice, but it's never going to happen. So, but Detroit, all in all, it depends on who you are. It depends on where you go, it depends on the music you have, depends on the energy you have. Um, but there's like, there's so many like facets of people, like so many groups of people yeah. that you could really get into and like find community with. So I think that's really cool about Detroit at the same time. Okay, you brought up that the city is still influenced by Motown. We had on one of the past podcast episodes, we had a former artist that was signed to Motown. Oh, awesome. Yeah. What was your experience like being signed to such an iconic label? It was such a beautiful moment, you know, like when when it sunk in. Because like I said, I've done a show with my mom for years, or we do Dino Ross and the Supremes and a lot of Motown music, tribute to Motown. So I was ecstatic. I was so excited. So, yeah, I got a lot of influences from a lot of different people, um, a lot of different artists. But Motown, especially like um, like the early, early Motown, when they were like the only people on the scene that were actually making hits like those. The early Motown, I think, is like the most soulful and the most lyrical. Um, so I always look at that. I look at, you know, uh, Aretha Franklin. I look at, um, of course, uh, The Temptations, like all those that those groups and those solo acts like Diana Ross like I look at those solo acts and I look at how soulful they are and I look at how much they put into their music um and I take inspiration in that um so definitely Motown is a big influence um on me for um making my music I have a bunch of different other like genres of music that I get influences from though but yeah definitely Motown is definitely one of my blueprints for making music okay Speaking of Motown and the early days, did you did you see the Janet Jackson documentary over the week? No, but I love Janet Jackson. Which documentary? She I've seen one. Yeah, she just dropped it. Yeah, this one was on. It was a two night 
event was Friday and Saturday. And then the first, the first night, she talked about her brother being in Motown and how it was during that time. Yeah. I gotta watch that. Really good retrospective on her whole life and career. That's so sweet. Oh, I gotta watch that. Is it on Netflix? Or is it on HBO? It was on, it was on A&E and Lifetime at the same time. Okay, I'll see where it's at, because that sounds interesting. Yeah. Because she's lived through a bunch of different styles of life. She saw yeah. them grow up, then she had her own stardom, and then she had, like, you know, that little weird phase of her life, and now she's back again. So she's had a lot of different lifetimes in one. Yeah, she was emotional through, through it. It was pretty good. When you're in the studio, could you tell us your process of how you create your music? What goes yeah. through um, So sometimes I'm at my apartment recording because I'm in my little studio right now. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes I go to another studio. So they're both different. So that's why I mentioned both. So if I am if I'm here, I so I'm a spiritual person. So I sage the whole room. I do my little singing bowl um, that I just got. Like I've been doing that more. Um, I set the lighting that has to be perfect lighting when I'm doing it because yeah. I have to make it seem like it's nighttime and daytime so I don't get you know tired. Because when you're in the studio, you're in there for like three four hours at least. Yeah. So at least for me. Um, so I do that. And then I listen to the, what I say. I'm like starting a new song. Um, I listen to the instrumental a long time, like a very long time until I have it almost memorized. And then I start kind of um, freestyling melodies, which is just like, you know, boom, bop type things, like no yeah. lyrics in it. Yeah. Um, so I do that. And then I start like forming lyrics and then I turn off the instrumental and I write what I think would be the best feeling for that song if I don't. Because usually when I start, I already have a theme of what I want the song to be. Yeah. Um, so that always helps me write is that I know what the song is going to be about because I am a poet at heart. So when I have like a, a strict like idea of what something is going to be, I can just write a poem real quick. Um, so I do that. And then as it as I'm getting the melody to lyrics, um, I fine tune the lyrics, then I start recording the melody on the beat. So then I have that melody memorized and then I start writing more and more with that melody playing on the beat. Um, and then I just start writing and then I start recording. Um, it's a long process if you can tell. Um, and then um, I start recording and then I do stacks and then I do harmonies and then I do more harmonies and then I do ad-libs and then I do um, all types of stuff. Um, but when I go to a studio, it's a completely different vibe because yeah. you're at a time limit in a studio. So it's like, you gotta be spot on. So when I'm in the studio, I already know what I'm gonna say. Like, I already know what I'm gonna do. I know exactly what lyrics I'm saying. If I know there's a time limit, if I'm going to someone's studio and they just want me to come there and, and work on a song with them, I feel less like rushed. But yeah, if I'm going yeah. to a studio to have a specific sound from the mic, because um, sometimes different mics create different, you know, ambiances for songs. So when I do that, I have to be like ready to go. I have to know exactly what I want. So I map out the song beforehand. Like I practice in the car on my way there. Like I make sure I'm ready so that I can be in and out. 
so that's how I started because before I got my studio, like I set up my studio here, I started like with just recording to at other places. And that's the only way I was able to like afford it because studio time is really expensive. Yes. Like the, the least expensive studio time here is that I found is 65 an hour, um, $65 an hour. And that was one of my friends. <laughs> the yeah. most expensive yeah. one I saw was 125 an hour. So it's like time is money for real. Yeah. So it's, it's a completely different vibe. Yeah. It's a completely different vibe. So yeah, those are the two processes for both, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so when when a new listener takes in your music, what do you try to have them take away when they hear your song? Mm. So what kind of impact I want them to have? Yeah. That's a good question. I honestly just want them to feel. So one of my goals is just to uplift people and to make people feel higher than they were before, or they feel something different than they've ever felt, or they just feel happy or they feel, I mean, they can feel like a certain way of like sad or something or something like that. But for the most part, I want people to feel uplifted. I want people to feel like there's hope. There's something more there's, or it's just like a light feeling where you don't have to think about what you're going through. And you're just listening to a very like um, calming song or just happy song or feel good song, you know? Yeah. Um, For, for the most part, I want it to always be a positive impact. I don't want to make people like curl up in a ball (laughs) somewhere in the corner and just start crying like I know a lot of artists like to do that because it's like they get their emotions out and everything in their songs and I do that too especially with this album that I'm working on I've I've cried a lot you know it's like me um as a person yeah it's therapy therapy. it's a meditation so but I don't want people to feel that so when I make the songs I make sure there's always like a shed a little shed of like hope so when the person's listening to it they're like I'm sad but like she's saying like, this is actually, okay. they will be okay eventually. Or like, I'm going to get out of this eventually type of thing. So yeah, basically cool. positive. <laughs> Are there any artists that you would like to collaborate and why? So how, many. how would they blend with you? So many. Um, number one is Janae Aiko. She okay. is one of my biggest musical influences. She has been for a very long time. She's been since I before I started um she's been an influence on me just as a as a person because she is very spiritual as a person um she's also I'm a Pisces as a zodiac and she's a Pisces so I kind of resonate more with her and her sound is where I want to be when I've like reached my well I don't think I'll ever reach my full sound because I feel like it's unlimited but that's where her sound is where I strive to get to one day um and also her, if you've heard of her, um, yeah. she's R&B. Definitely want to collaborate with her, especially after this one song she just dropped with Kate Trinata. It's a really good song. It's called Intimidated. If you ever have a chance, listen yeah. to it. Yeah, she's talented. Yeah, she's really talented. And she's been talented, too. She was on yeah. Star Search. Like, she's been there since she was, like, eight. <laughs> so definitely want to collaborate with her. I want to collaborate with a R&B artist called Lucky Day. Um, he's a really talented R&B artist. Yeah. Um, I want to 
collaborate with this uh, artist called Jacob Collier. If you ever heard of him, um, he's a really talented composer, yeah. R&B. Um, I don't even know if he's R&B. He's like all different types of genres. Um, and then I, I guess, I mean, it's unlimited, but one other one I would want to collaborate with would probably be, um, she's actually from here. Um, her name is Queen Nyjah. Um, yeah. She's from Ypsilanti. So I want I want to be able to collaborate with her. So, yeah. So how would you describe your sound if no one's heard you before and they asked you, why should they listen to you? Okay. Um, so I always say I'm alternative R&B with a little bit of retro with a sprinkle of pop and then like a smidgen of soul in the background of it because I'm not really anything in particular, like a particular genre, because I get so many influences yeah. from so many different genres. So I'd say that's the, whenever someone asks, that's what I say. I just like kind of treat it like a recipe. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's what I would say. And if someone were to ask me why they should listen, I would just say, I mean, you should listen if you want to listen to good music, you know? Yeah. Like if you want to listen to actual soulful music and like music that speaks about something because everyone has their music taste, you know, like some people want to listen to songs just for the beat. Some people want to listen to like the the songs that are just catchy. Some people want to listen to the soulful songs, the more, you know, in-depth songs, the songs that make you think and stuff like that. That's where I fall. So that's why I would say if you want to think, if you want to listen to good music and be uplifted, listen to my music. Okay. So, so are there any music videos that people could check out to see? Yeah, I have a bunch. Uh, actually, not a bunch. I have I have like five or six at this point. Um, so one of my favorite music videos I did, um, it was called Feels Good. Um, it was with my artist friend, um, The Third Son. We did a skating song, so a roller skating song. Um, and it's uh, basically we teleport back to the 70s. And yeah. we're just in a roller rink and it's just, it's called feels good. Yeah. So um, it's just a very like feel good song. Yeah. Um, it's very simple. We don't like our lyrics are very simple. Um, the beat itself is very unique. Um, and the music video was done so well. It was done by a good friend of mine. He's a great videographer. His name is, yeah. his business name is for the look. Um Okay. And so that's my that's one of my favorite music videos that I've done. Yeah. Um, so definitely check that out. Um, and then check out the unplugged video that I just posted um, for energy. It's it's part of like the unplugged series that I'm going to be doing for this album. Um, every single visual is going to be kind of just me, the mic, the mic stand, and that's it. And then whoever on the song with me, if there's a featured artist on the song with me. And every single visual is going to be a different location. Yeah. So it's going to be very stripped away type of um, visual um, because all of my other uh, music videos have been very like well thought out and like planned and, you know, full production type of thing. So with this album, I'm stripping myself as an artist and like as a person and being vulnerable. So I figured the visuals should do it too. So definitely check out those two. Um, I have a bunch of them though, like, my first ever music video released in 2020, um, October 2020, I think. 
November, maybe. I think it was October, November. But that was my first ever music video. So that's still going to be like my top five favorites. That was with my um, good friend, Sam Watson. And then for the look also did the videography for that one too. So those three are like my favorites right now. Um, But yeah, check those out for sure. Okay. So is there anything else you would like the audience to know about you? Um, I mean, you can find me on all social media, um, Rose Thornberry. Um, there's no other artist named Rose Thornberry. So if you see Rose Thornberry, it's probably me. Yeah. Um, and that's on all social media. So Instagram, Facebook, social, uh, social, Spotify, Apple Music. Um, what else? I don't have Twitter, um, but yeah, everything else is Rose Thornberry. YouTube is Rose Thornberry. So, okay. yeah. yeah. So, I guess we'll be waiting for that album. Yep. And then I have another, um, this is like a little sneak peek, but I have another single dropping in February. Um, it is going to be towards the end of February that's going to drop. So, that's the second single off of my debut album. So, I'm really excited for this one. I'm really excited for it. It's going to be, it's going to be great. So definitely look out for that for sure. All right. So thanks for the the interview. You're welcome. Yeah, Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. You guys, no uh, good questions. Okay. Thanks. You're welcome. All right. Let us know your thoughts below and hit that notification bell after subscribing. Visit wwetvn.com.